your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day today. As always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. In today's episode, we'll be recapping last night's game against the Montreal Canadiens and this was a fun game for many reasons this was the last game of the year for the Hurricanes Uh, last game of 2021 and we also this is a game against a team we have a lot of history with recent history and I had said in that game that I felt it would be a game where Montreal does try to take advantage of the rust on the Carolina Hurricanes, being as this was their first game in 12 days. Not just the team as a whole. You had guys like Sebastian Ahu who hadn't played since December 11th. Uh, guys like Seth Jarvis, Jordan Stahl, Ian Cole, Andrei Svechikov, Stephen Lawrence, those guys hadn't played since December 12th. So those guys had even more rust than the rest of the team who had been playing. Again, they hadn't played very much here recently, but you know, Montreal, they did come out pretty fast and tried to take advantage of of that rust there, which is kind of something that I figured would happen. I mean, you'd be a fool not to try to take advantage of that. You know, your opponent hasn't played in almost two weeks. Of course you want to take advantage of that. Of course. Um, and thankfully, Auntie Ranta, he, he stood tall for the Hurricanes in, in this game. And, and, you know, one thing that we found out right at whenever the team went out for warm-ups, honestly, was that Frederick Anderson is now off of COVID protocol as well. He was backing up on Tiranta last night. So now that we're going to have him back, I, I do think that's just another really good positive thing for the team. Moving forward, I think maybe come Saturday, tomorrow actually, We'll, we'll see Freddie in net for against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think that would be a good game for him to kind of get his feet back under him, knock some rust off for him. But it also wouldn't surprise me if, like, hey, Auntie's, if Freddie's not fully ready to go, I guess you would say, if Auntie Ranta still gets the start in that game. Obviously, that's something that we'll discuss when that game rolls around. But this is one where I feel Auntie Ranta really carried this team for good portions of the game. He had a 26-save shutout 
in this game. This was his first shutout of his Carolina Hurricanes career, first shutout of the season, and his 14th of his career. So props to him on that one. But looking at this game, you know, in the first period, I had mentioned that you know, the Habs did come out hot and tried to take advantage of the Hurricanes having some rust on them. And, again, they're smart to do so, to try to take advantage of that. Come out really hot, get just catch the Hurricanes off guard, really. That's a really good way to try to beat this team, not just with when they're caught when they're coming off almost a two-week break just coming out really fast and hard and, and catching them off guard really that's a great way to be able to beat the hurricanes and i think montreal did what they thought they could do and auntie ronta like i said he really stood tall and really bailed the hurricanes out in that early going of the game and you look at the the goals scored in this game. We'll talk about two here in the first period. And that was the Nino Niederreiter power play goal. And then the Tevo shorthanded goal. This was something that I thought was really good for the Hurricanes. Uh, just the special teams really stepping up in this game. You look at it right here. Nino Niederreiter who had been really hot and especially during that break where we didn't have Aha, Svechnikov, Stahl. He, he was a guy that the Hurricanes were really relying on and it's nice that okay those guys are back but I'm not going to change up what I'm doing and I'm still going to go out there and rack up the goals and it was great to see him be able to continue to do that and on the power play no less. You also had a Jesperi Kotniemi assist on that. He's the one that I definitely, while I wanted to see him physically score a goal, this is one I'm fine, you know, just him getting on the score sheet. You know, I, I think, you know, that was really good for him to be doing it against Montreal, of course. Uh, we all see the stuff that Montreal fans post about him, how he's still... You know, not doing anything and blah, blah, blah. We all see that stuff, of course. But it's nice to see him be able to do some something against that against his former team where he's still trying to find his spot here on this team. I think I, I would like to see him move back to center for a little bit. He was doing really good there. And then, obviously, yeah, some things got changed up, of course. But yeah, I, I'd like to see him go back to center or you know, continue playing on the wing. It's not like he's playing bad there, but I feel like he did a little bit better at center than he has been doing on the wing. But, again, we don't get paid to make those big decisions. Rod Brindamore and his coaching staff knows a hell of a lot more about hockey than you, than me, than all of us combined. Um, so, yeah, I, I trust their decision-making there. Again, as I've mentioned, when Yesbury came here, the Hurricanes are great at developing young talent. 
you look at guys that they have and have had in their organization. You guys like, heck, the ones on the roster right now, Sebastian Ajo, Andre Sashkov, Jacob Slavin. And the list goes on there. Brett Pesci. And then guys that have since left, Justin Falk, Alex Nedeljkovic, Brock McGinn. There's so many guys that have came through the hurricane system and have really developed into really good players. I think Jesper, he's in a good spot. It may just take him. It's going to take him a little bit because he had three seasons up in Montreal where they're not the best at developing talent up there. So he's got to kind of catch up a little bit. So then you move on to the Tebo goal. This was a shorthanded goal and this came obviously came on the kill for the Hurricanes. I love that we're seeing Tavo chip in more on offense, uh, I guess you would say here, because he's notorious for never shooting the puck. He's always, you know, oh, I'm just going to pass. I'm just going to pass. I'm just going to pass. Like, dude, you have a great shot. Use it from time to time, because that's something that the Hurricanes... As I've mentioned in the past, they just pass too much and they pass up good shots. And Tavo, yes, he's an elite playmaker, but he has a great shot. And it's nice that we're seeing him finally take advantage of these opportunities that are put in front of him. And this one, you had a shorthanded goal. That was his second of the season. So that was really, really good for him. And honestly, I'm not surprised that we got a shorthanded goal in this game because the Habs power play is not good (laughs) because Montreal has the worst power play percentage in the NHL at only 11.3%, and the Hurricanes have the second best penalty killing percentage at 89.2%. So I'm really not surprised that we were able to, one, get a shorthanded goal, like I mentioned, and then stop all of the power play opportunities that were given to Montreal, which is something that was honestly a negative for me in this game. And we will talk about all that stuff right after this quick break. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions if it's getting fit or if it's eating healthier, make sure that you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and to be frank, maybe even better than candy bars. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so freaking good that you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars that can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill, to be quite honest. Some of them are not good. So you're going to want to be eating healthy, but again, it just gets boring. By week three, you're like, I'm done with this, and Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to those candy bars that you're trying to cut out that have around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens upon dozens of net carbs. 
So right now you can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And good luck with your New Year's resolution, guys. Now, I had mentioned one thing I didn't like from this game, and that was the Hurricanes taking so many penalties in this game. This was especially prominent in the first period. They It got better in the second and third. But this was something that had been a problem for the Hurricanes early in the season. And as of late, or not as of late, you know, they hadn't played in two weeks, but... In the more recent games, they had really cleaned it up, and they weren't taking the penalties that they had been in early season games. So that was really good on for the Hurricanes then, but here it was just, like I said, especially in the first period, they were just taking penalty after penalty, and that is something that the Hurricanes are really going to have to get back in line. They ended up giving up five total penalties. Thankfully, as I mentioned before the break, uh, Montreal does not have a good power play. The league worst power play. We have the second best penalty kill in the NHL. So that's good there. Again, we're able to stop all those opportunities. But just because they have the worst doesn't mean that they're completely incapable of scoring on the power play. Yes, it may not happen very often, but it can happen, just like we can give up stuff on the penalty kill. So we do have to get that kind of stuff in line because you cannot just give up five power play opportunities to every team. Some teams, they are not Montreal, okay? I mean, Columbus, you know, while they're not the best team in the league, they're not Montreal. They're not the worst, even though Montreal isn't the worst team that's Arizona but you guys get the point there you know you can't make mistakes like that especially three in one period and and two by the same player Vincent Trocek taking two penalties late in the in the first period you can't be doing that yes I know that first one was a little soft but regardless like you can't like all right you got called for get on the stick and you know, be good and try not to get called for anything. And then th- like three minutes later, you're getting called for another one. And that one was very much so a penalty. And then you're going into the intermission still on the kill. And like I said, you know, afterwards, you know, they did end up getting better and they only took, I believe two more. Yeah. Two more for the rest for the last 40 minutes so yes that's good there but that's how it should have been all game like you have been so good about not taking any penalties why you know now are you just gonna rack them up you know and i i think that you know the hurricane special teams like i mentioned they they really showed up tonight and this was really good for the hurricanes because again they really showed up and all of our goals came on special teams. Our goal here in the second period was another Tavo goal. This one came on the power play. And, 
This was the first time he has ever got a shorthanded goal and a power play goal in the same game. So great for Tavo on that. But, you know, we got to get the penalties in line. And I really want to see our special teams continue to operate at a high level. While I do realize, okay, probably not going to get four special teams goals every game. Okay, <laughs> do recognize that. I'm loving seeing that they're just having a lot of success. Whereas, like I mentioned, this was something that I wanted the team to really be able to work on during their extended break that they had. Work on their offense and work on their special teams because while it had, re as of those most recent games, they had kind of gotten back before then. That was really just recently because before that, you know, the Hurricanes offense and special teams was really, really struggling. And like I said, they started to get their feet back under and get some more confidence. But I'm loving that, especially the special teams, is just picking up right where they left off, if not even better. Because this was really great for the team, and I want to see this continue because Special teams has, in the past, been an issue for the Hurricanes of it just drying up, nothing happening. But here, we had it, and that's great for the team. And actually, with the Tavo power play goal, that gave Sebastian Ajo uh, two assists in this game. And he now has multiple points in his last six games. And he's the third player in Hurricanes and Whalers franchise history to have multi-point six-game streaks. Mike Rogers had it in 1980, and then Kevin Deneen had it at the end of 1988 and beginning of 1989. So that's great for Sebastian Ajo. I love that he is appearing to be taking that, that next step into being a superstar franchise player. He already was a franchise player. Of course, we know that. We know how good he is. But what I'm getting at is he's really becoming, you know, one that's just going to rack up the points and you know, be up there in the league leader type situations and you know, be the one that's like he's just so prolific offensively. Okay, you kind of you gotta feature him, yeah. You know, uh, when you're marketing the league, yeah, you know, because you know, you look at the guys that do get in those commercials and stuff like that. They tend to be the ones that are racking up the most points. And you know, it's nice that Sebastian Ajo is appearing to finally be taking that step into being one of those guys and you know you look at where he's at it, you know as far as goals he's obviously leading the hurricanes in goals with 15 but you know you look at the NHL as a whole you then have him in at number 12 or tied for number 12, I should say, in the league at 15. You know, he's tied with Steven Stamkos and Dylan Larkin. 
there he's up near the top of the league and he actually what's crazy right now is that he actually uh he has 14 points in his last six games played and that's just wild to think about because you know while it's obviously not uncommon you look at those superstars I was literally just talking about those guys you know have multi-point games you know night after night but with the Hurricanes it's something that we're just now kind of starting to get used to seeing because you know yes we're used we're now used to being competitive when it comes to the playoffs but we're still just you know having that superstar that can rack up points, rack up assists, rack up goals. That's something we're still kind of getting used to almost. And it's very fun to be able to watch. And I'm really enjoying that Sebastian Ajo is really taking that next step this season because now he's top 10 in the NHL in points. Of course, Dreisaitl and McDavid are tied for number one. I mean, they're the only two players on the Oilers, pretty much. And you have Ovechkin, Kadri, Huberto, Stamkos, Kaprizov, JT Miller, Artemi Panarin, and then Sebastian Aja. And I love that we're having, again, just one of our players be a top ten player in the league. Love to see it. I love to see it. And he's really showing that. Like I predicted at the start of the year, or start of the season, I should say, that we'd see the return of All-Star Sebastian Ajo this season with the All-Star game coming back. He's playing like a freaking All-Star, that's for sure. So is Freddie Anderson. <laughs> but I, I said that I felt we would see the return of All-Star Sebastian Ajo this season. That's what we're seeing. And it's a joy to watch. But we still got a third period to talk about because third period is arguably the Hurricanes' best period. And we'll talk about that stuff right after this quick break. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and to the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use code LOCKED ON with your first deposit. Again, just use code LOCKED ON to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, hockey, boxing, and UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available to you. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, the third period was arguably the best period for the Hurricanes. Yeah, they looked really good. It in the third period, it definitely appeared where all rust was off. I would say, and this was. One where the Hurricanes got yet another power play goal. And this one was by our young stud, 
uh, forward, 19 years old, Seth Jarvis, got himself a power play goal in this game to once again just seal the deal in this game, put the Hurricanes up for nothing. And this was, again, a game where you know there, the good was really good. The special teams, like I just mentioned, Seth Jarvis contributing on the power play. You got Tavo scoring, power player and short-handed. And then Nino picking up where he had left off as well. So, you know, the teams were, the special teams was great in this game. And the passing was good for the most part, I would say. Because definitely some of the decision making in this game from the Hurricanes was a little eh. Not bad, um, but again, just not where the Hurricanes were before they had to take basically two weeks off. So I think that was definitely something that early on in the game especially was a bit more evident than it was later on in the game. And I did like how the team was a bit more patient with the goals that they scored in this game they whereas they weren't trying to force anything they weren't trying uh, they're definitely making Montreal play the game that they wanted them to play they weren't trying to force anything offensively and you know which would result in more poor decision making that wasn't really the case and I like that they're patient with the goals that they scored they weren't just taking shots for taking for the sake of taking shots and they weren't doing a bunch of unnecessary passes either they were doing exactly what they needed to do they're shooting when they needed to shoot and passing when they needed to pass for the most part again some of the decision making was a little hit and miss but as a whole that was really good for the hurricanes and the five on five not really surprised there that Five on five really didn't do anything in this game. I think that is definitely just the rust there. And I think that will be something that we we won't be talking about as much in a negative light after the Columbus game. I don't see that being the case there. I think that you know they they're gonna get their rust knocked off. I definitely think by the end of this game. They had all the rust that was on them kind of knocked off. And they're they're ready to keep going now. I, I do. And I, I think the, that the Hurricanes, are, now that they have their, their normal guys back in the lineup off of protocol list, and Freddie's back as well, I think this team is going to be really one to watch for uh, and really watch out for. They were already top one of the top teams in the league. So, you know, that's already there. But now they have a little bit more rest on them than some of the other teams that they'll be playing. I mentioned that heading into this game against Montreal, whereas Montreal, before last night, they had just played on the 28th against Tampa Bay and lost in overtime. Whereas the Hurricanes, that they hadn't played since the 18th, where they won against L.A., so they had a bit more rest, and so I think that'll help them 
going forward and when we're kind of like in the middle of the season and then now that olympic break that is right around the corner now whereas normally it would have been these guys are either going over to represent their home country or they're resting up now they're going to be playing games and the hurricanes they've had a little bit extra of a break obviously that's in february we still have to get through all of january before we get to that but you never know that little extra time that you had uh, towards the end of December. You know, that could have helped you out once you get to that uh, those makeup games. But we'll just have to wait and see on that. Like I mentioned earlier, Sebastian Ajo, he has 14 points in his last six games. And that's just wild to think about. And then another one, Jacob Slavin has nine points in his last 10 games. He has three points alone. In, ten, in last night's game against Montreal, he had three assists. So that's great for him. So he had an assist hat trick. <laughs> but you know, it, it's great that you know, he is really just coming out and being a top-tier defenseman. You know, we all know he is, but you know, it, it's still a joy to see him you know, end up on the score sheet because while he is obviously a great defensive defenseman not all that always ends up getting talked about you know you know that lane that you shut down in the middle of the second period at the end of the game people are going to be looking at the score sheet and they don't see that there especially folks out of your local market they're just watching like highlights and stuff like that stuff like that isn't going to end up on the highlight reel so it's nice to see him, you know, here contributing so people can be like, oh, you know, that Jacob Slavin guy, yeah, he's already really good at playing defense now. Oh, he's creating shots? Oh, that's great. But, yeah, that's obviously great there. And then I do want to leave you with one other phenomenal thing that uh, Auntie Franta said in his first star interview was that for Christmas – Seth Jarvis dressed up as Santa for Auntie Ranta's kids. And that is, that's great. I, I love that. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, he, that's very sweet and heartwarming. It's just, you know, you know the, the kid is still a kid. And he's out doing stuff like that for his teammates, families. And that's great. That is absolutely great for Auntie's family, for Seth, and can't wait to see just how Seth Jarvis continues to develop as a player in the National Hockey League. But now we look ahead to tomorrow on New Year's Day against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So this is a game where I think the Hurricanes are... They're definitely going to have to combat any remaining rust. Like I mentioned earlier, I do think Frederick Anderson will probably get the start in that game. But at the end of the day, that's just something we'll have to see when we see. When we see tomorrow at 1230, New Year's Day. And can't wait for it. And we will obviously talk about that game in the next episode of Locked on Hurricanes. In the meantime, make sure you rate the show five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. 
and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.